Who are the top five players on the Dallas Cowboys roster heading into the 2023 season? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, today we are revealing your top five players for the Dallas Cowboys going into the 2023 season. Are you nervous? I'm very nervous. I'm girding myself. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm protecting myself. I'm I'm scared that I'm going to do this list. And uh, I mean, I don't know why I'm scared. It's going to happen. I'm going to do this list, and then people are going to yell at me on Twitter, right. uh, which you know, is, bring it, guys. Luckily, I, everybody I, on Twitter is very civil and nice. So yeah, it should that's be right. Just fine. It's, uh, uh, it should be it should be normal discourse. All right. So just. Off the top, these are the yeah. top five players for the Cowboys going into the season. Not what they've necessarily done in the past or like what they've done five years ago. Right now, best players on the roster. And we did not attach positional value because obviously no. yeah. if we attach positional value, Dak, Dak Prescott's the number one player. And then it just goes by edge wide receiver. You guys yeah. know the drill. So without further ado, let's go to number five. Who is your fifth best player on the roster going into the season? Well, it's funny that we decided to go this route because I have my uh, my kind of hot take at the uh, to start with. I think the fifth best player, and 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 I probably could be convinced out of this with another player is Stefan Gilmore uh, from uh, from, well, from okay. the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I think that you know, honestly, I think Stefan and and, and Trayvon probably are like tied at this point i mean they're on different trajectories you know mm-hmm. one's kind of coming down on their career while the other one's kind of on the rise i think trayvon had a great step last year uh of like limiting a lot of the big plays he's 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 you know still continuing to be a threat as an interception uh machine but but still but also covering a lot more so not giving up less receptions i mean i think you could make the argument and and, and i'd love to hear your thoughts on this was stefan gilmore the best player on the colts last year I mean, I think I think uh, maybe him I mean, I, and Buckner would be the two. Buckner's right? like, the only other guy, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's I can't. Jonathan Taylor had a really down season last year. Uh, we saw Shaq Leonard miss most of the season for them. So, yeah, Quentin it Nelson probably is, was has not played great football last year and a half, yep. really. So, yeah. So I mean, I guess my point is, is that like that's the kind of player that we're bringing into here. That, that was the fun, kind of fun thing about doing this exercise is that. We kind of went. I got, I got a chance to go over some things that you know, I already knew, but just to kind of review almost like, and 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 Gilmore played so fantastically last year. I, I went back and watched the game against the Cowboys in which he played. He was awesome. magnificent in yeah. that game. Uh, he's 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 just an extremely talented player, and I think so much has happened since we've re- acquired him that it's kind of you know not left our memory, but it's it's out of the forefront of, front of our mind. Uh, I got reminded last night about how exciting it is that we got to add him to our team. Yeah, and I think if you want him to be like your number one 
shut down cornerback where he follows the you know the top receiver. I don't think he's that guy anymore at this stage of his career, but yeah. he is still so good and he's so smart. And it seems like he just has a knack for making big plays when a team needs it. I, I'm going to keep pointing out the game against the Broncos that they played on Thursday night football early in the year. I mean, one of the best cornerback games you'll ever see in terms of yeah. making a red zone interception to get the game to go to overtime to knocking away passes on third down. Like he, yeah. he just has such a good feel for the position that even as we get into his, well, this is age 33 season. Yeah. I'm not too worried about him like falling off, off athletically because he's so smart. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that he, and, and, and like I said, we, we mentioned that they're on kind of different trajectories and, and where they are in their careers. His is still incredibly high, you know, and 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 even even he had maybe one of his best seasons last yeah. year. So, awesome. uh, I think I think you see a guy that is, yeah, he's a little bit advanced in age, uh, but he's he's using his experience with his athleticism in a way that still implies that he may have a couple more good years left. All right, who's your number four player? <sighs> number four is Dak Prescott. Um, you know, I think that there's an argument to be made, like, you know, whether, again, when you take positional value away from all of this, like, should Dak Prescott be in this list? Uh, you know, is he being propped up by by his positional value? Ultimately, a quarterback's job is to drive his team to score touchdowns. And in the last two years, when healthy, very few quarterbacks have been better than him at that. Um and so I, I tend to think I view this list as who are the five best players, you know, not necessarily pulled out of their scheme and put into a generic NFL team. Mm-hmm. Who are the five best players in context of the team they play? And Dak Prescott in this system that he's familiar with running, you know, this offense when he's healthy is I think a top, I mean, five quarterback. I think sure. he, we've seen that now. There's been some inconsistency. He's had some injuries that probably, you know, there, he may not be a great fit on in every single system that may kind of make the argument for why he should be outside of that top five for quarterbacks. Um, But I think in the context of which quarterback is, is producing the most points on the, on their offense, which is ultimately the quarterback's job. uh, Dak Prescott has been as good as anybody in this league. Yeah, and it's hard to argue. Like, even the last two years, um, and he's missed some time, well, I think seven or so total starts during that time. But he's still thrown 60 touchdowns in his last 28 games. That is a ton of touchdowns that you're throwing. And, yes, the interception totals were up this year. He had 15 in 12 games. A lot of them were fluky, like we talked about. It's too many. He's going to cut them back. I've got no doubt. We have to remember, like, whenever Dak is healthy and under center over the last four years – this is the number one scoring offense yep. in the league, even exactly. more so than Patrick Mahomes. So if the goal for the quarterback is to score as many points as possible, there's not many quarterbacks out there that are better than Dak. Despite missing the time that he missed this year and the time last year, the Cowboys were top five in scoring both years. Yes. Like it, and, yes. and like, I think it's something like a hundred, 111 or almost 115 touchdowns in the last two seasons this team has scored including 63 last uh, year before uh you know look it, i think that you can make an argument you can you can you can take any angle you want but if we're talking about how they're performing in the systems that they currently are 
like Dak Prescott's performance sort of speaks for itself. And I think it's worthy of making him included in this list. And the thing is that we kind of know what we're getting from Dak every year. Like yep. uh, the, the health part of it's a different conversation, but like if Dak is going to play a full season, he's going to throw somewhere between 28 and 35 touchdowns. He's probably going to have, you know, 10, 11 interceptions, but you're going to have somebody who is hyper efficient, who can have a lot of volume and lead your team to a lot of games where you're going to score over 30 points. And there's just not many of those guys in the league. So uh, I, I like that call having here him here at number four. Let's get to your top three players, Landon. Next. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and the calories? Then you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever. It's Built Bar. We've been telling you about them forever, but you need to go out and try it. Bill Bars are healthy and they taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so good for you. Or they taste so amazing that you're, they're not even going to know that they're good for you. You've got to try it. What makes Bill Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real dark chocolate. And they come in so many unbelievably great flavors, including churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. Not sure how Bill does it because they only have 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, uh, 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even have to wait to get a box. We've been telling you to go to built.com to order your boxes, which you can still do if you want to load up on some of the specialty flavors, but now just run into your local Walmart, pick up a four bar box of the cookies and cream or the double chocolate or the coconut puff. Or if you happen to live near a Sam's club, like I do, you can run, run in, grab a 13 bar box with some of the hit flavors, including brownie batter puff and churro puff. And you can thank us later. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen of the day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we're going to answer your Twitter questions. So please make sure you send them into me uh, at Marcus underscore Mosher. All right, Landon, finishing up with your list here. We're at number three of the top five players for the Dallas Cowboys. Who do you got? Uh, number three is uh, C.D. Lamb. Uh, I think, you know, just as far as talented players on this team, you, you see it, I mean, obviously, from – Day one, when he got drafted, came in, was able to produce at a high level immediately, has only gotten better since then. Um, you know, la- the second year, he took a real big jump in explosiveness and mm-hmm. uh, and kind of his uh, uh, downfield ability and, and it just kind of expanding his route tree a little bit. And then last year, uh, he kind of increased his efficiency. He, you know, he, he got more volume of targets, was able to convert them at a higher rate than he was previously. Um, which, you know, resulted in almost 1,400 yards, a 10-touchdown season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's well on his way to becoming one of the top three to five wide receivers in this league if he isn't there already. Um, and I think he clearly has shown stepped improvement each year he's been in the league. He's still only 23 years old, you know, and and so, like, he's still got room to grow here. This, uh, this is going to be, like, just to show you, like, what level of superstar, like, I think – there may be some contract stuff with some uh, with Trayvon Diggs. I I, I don't think they're going to mess they're around with with, with no. Ceedee Lamb. Like they'll give him the Brinks truck keys, basically. Um, and I think that, that it's well deserved. He's shown that uh, ever increasing targets uh, it, it, number, it, you know, resulted in more production. You know, he's just there. We haven't seen a ceiling of this yet. So. Uh, I, I think he's just incredibly talented. And, and honestly, I think on a lot of teams, he would be the number one player if it wasn't for two absolute freaks at the uh, the top of this list. Yeah, I remember at this time last year, 
there was this, some rumblings that eh, maybe CD Lamb a little bit of a disappointment, which I thought was funny because CD Lamb in the back first two years of his career, thousand yards, and then last year almost twelve hundred yards. It's like that's a disappointment that he's not getting fourteen hundred yards every year. So what does he do in year three? It's fourteen hundred yards and nine touchdowns. I think the only thing that's making him so he's not like a consensus top three receivers, a three receiver in the league is touchdowns, right? Yep. It's been six, six, nine. But we know touchdowns can be a tad fluky. Like if he has a year coming up with 15 touchdowns and the same 1,400 yards, we're all going to consider him on the same tier as Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Like he is a bona fide superstar who, I mean, basically is the the engine of the Cowboys offense kind of going into the year. I I don't know how you can have him any lower than three on this list. Yeah, I mean, I think even the Reds, even the, the touchdown thing, you have to look at the fact, the context of the fact that the Cowboys have the number one red zone offense in the NFL yep. last year. Um, yep. And I think that that's because they had a lot of targets that they wanted to get to, not in also including Zeke, who had 12 touchdowns in the red zone, yep. if I'm not, or something like that. So, uh, yeah, I think that 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 it's it's more just a uh, uh, lack of focus there. They just haven't needed him. He has basically been the engine that's dr- driven them from th- between the twenties, though. Like yeah. he is the he is yeah. the the offense and how they focus to move the ball uh, for the vast majority of the field. I would imagine that he's going to get more looks in the red zone this year. Um, I also think that in general he's going to get more touchdowns as coverage is yeah. sort of being pulled away from him. So. I'm expecting nothing but huge things from CeeDee Lamb this coming year. I mean, I, I, I don't know how he can really improve all that much from last year because I thought he was incredible. And it seemed like in all the big games, he was awesome. Like the game against the Eagles on Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. I mean, just dominated, took right over. Yeah. And like I remember talking about it at the time, the first game against the Giants, I thought he had the worst half of his career, right? He yeah. dropped a big pass down the field, but it was able to overcome it. Had an awesome second half, including a big – uh, reception that put him at the one yard line, then a one handed reception for a touchdown. Then he converted on a fourth and I think a fourth and three. There's just not a lot of holes in his game. So I, he's probably for me, one of the most fun players on the team to watch. And I can't wait to see how he grows here in year four. Let's talk about your second ranked player on the team, Landon. And I've got a feeling I know who this is. Is it a certain guard who's right behind my shoulder here? No, it is not. It is Micah Parsons. And interesting. Just, okay. So you the, the reason you thought your hot take was having Stefan Gilmore or five, but no, that's so he, here's the thing. Marcus and I had a brief conversation yesterday about this show, what we were gonna do, and kind of just briefly went over it. And and we had a discussion. Look, I, I think the guard that you're referring to over your shoulder may still make a uh okay, a uh a showing on this list. Um, I, I, I think that here's what Micah Parsons is a hall of famer. Basically he's on his way. Like I, I have no doubts, right? Like I, but Zach, Martin, pace. but Zach Martin is a hall of famer, like, like walking around, like he, like he could probably wear his gold jacket out of the field if he wanted to. I, I Let, let's I save our discussion on him because I, I do want to get into depth on, on Zach Martin, but let's talk about Parsons at two. Okay, and I, I guess just to parse Parsons, why uh, I'm uh, uh, doing him second versus is I think they're both gold jacket folks. One of them's just well into his career, but let's talk about Parsons. Uh, he's good. He's a very good football player. Good analysis. <laughs> I mean, look, here. he changed the whole trajectory of the, of the franchise. 
You know, like I, I think this is a team that before Micah Parsons came in, um, you didn't really have uh, the the pass rush prowess that you needed. You didn't have the I think the, just the kind of overall talent that you needed to really truly be considered uh, a contender, right? Like I think I think they before Parsons they were just uh, a tier beneath what they where they needed to be to be in uh, uh, a contention having a guy like Micah Parsons. And, and I think the thing is, is that we got to con- continually remember that this is a non valued list. Like this is not about uh, yeah. positional value, yes. but the fact is that you have a guy like Micah Parsons in one of the most valuable positions in all of football. Uh, it, it, it changes the trajectory of, of, of the team. And, and I think that's what we've seen here is he's had 26 and a half sacks in two seasons. I mean, the fact that he had 13 sacks, his rookie year is just absolutely absurd. I mean, that's why he was defensive rookie of the year. Um, you know, he's c- comes into year two, improves on that, has, you know, has, it gets more attention than he did last year and, and, and has actually more sacks than he did, uh, including a fumble return for a touchdown that was, uh, just un- unreal that, yeah. that he was able to do that. Yeah. Uh, he was an MVP uh, voter. He got MVP votes. He got defensive player of the year votes. Um, I think that Micah Parsons changes the trajectory of this defense in a way that very few players can uh, individually on their team. Um, and what he does to make your, your defense go from, okay, pretty good to, in conversation to being the best defense in football, uh, I think it shows you exactly, you know, not only the value of his position, but but completely separate of that, how good he is. Like, mm-hmm. and and then that's not even including the whole conversation about the fact that he plays linebacker if you want him to, the fact that he can, you know, rush the passer outside, inside, you know, the fact that he did all of this kind of on a whim is rookie year while trying to figure out what a pass rusher does in the NFL. The guy is immensely talented and that all doesn't speak to the thing that makes him who he really is. And that's his mentality, you yeah. know, and that's his, his drive and his focus. Um, he's a funny guy. He likes to have fun. He's, he's sociable. He's hilarious. Don't follow yeah. and listen to but when he's serious, when you, when he actually when you get him actually talking about football, I, I don't know that I've ever seen. I, I mean, I have. I've seen yeah. other people that level focused, but they, you know, most all of those folks are all wearing gold jackets themselves right now. <laughs> I mean, there's a million different things that we could say about Micah Parsons and why he's so great. But I, I, I will say, the two games that he had in the playoffs this year, I think, oh man, even even opened my eyes a little bit more. Not, not he was. You watched the Tampa Bay game. The very first play of the game, very first play of the game, he makes a tackle for a loss. And it just kind of set the tone like, okay, I'm This is here. happening all day, all yes. day, guys, all day. He played 79 snaps yeah. in the Tampa Bay game. He only missed four snaps in that game. And the only reason why that he didn't play the whole game is because the Cowboys were blowing out Tampa Bay by so much, right? He played every snap in the San Francisco game. And it just reminded me of one of those like almost basketball performances like, hey, LeBron, we're going to need you for 48 minutes. Yeah. Find ways to rest, you know, between plays or whatever, but you're going to be out there. And the Cowboys did that with Parsons. It's like, hey, when you're not rushing the passer, we're going to put you at linebacker to give you a little bit of a breather, which is still absolutely insane. Uh, he is just one of those generational defensive players that 
and you mentioned changes the trajectory of your defense. I Dan Quinn deserves a lot of credit here. Absolutely. But it's it's not like Dan Quinn's defenses have been great every year in his career. Like he's had some really bad defenses. Micah Parsons, I think, is a bigger reason why the Cowboys have had success more than Dan Quinn. Yeah, and and I think it's fair to say, you know, that it's 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 a combination of those, and that Parsons probably may not have been as uh, uh, productive. Let's say, not. I think he, you know, he, his he's his talent is his, right? But I think yeah. Dan Quinn did know how to unlock that in order to create production there. Um, uh, but I think, yeah, I mean, like, look, he's clearly one of the most incredibly talented, physically talented human beings we've seen play football in a really, really long time. And, yeah. and I guess I'll just go back to I'll, I'll just go back to, to one thing to describe how good Micah Parsons is in the history of of like player comparisons. We've always viewed comparing rookies to hall of famers or all time greats as ridiculous. Yeah. Do you remember the point when the Lawrence Taylor comparisons to Micah Parsons became not ridiculous because it was pretty early on in his career where you're like, Oh, come on, Lawrence Taylor. All right. And then you're like, Oh no, wait, this guy maybe could be Lawrence Taylor. Like, and the fact I, that we I, have that conversation is just absolutely. I, I, I actually know? remember the game. It was the Kansas City game that they played yep. <laughs> yeah. in Kansas yeah. City, where he the offense was horrendous in that game, but the defense, mm-hmm. because of Parsons, almost won them that game, and they hold, held the Chiefs, I think, to like nineteen points. That's when yeah, I was like, okay, was... this guy's this guy's different. Um, yeah, the Cowboys only scored nine points that game, and they were in it for a long period of time because. Prescott, I mean, because Parsons was just harassing the quarterback yes. for he had two sacks in that game and tackles for loss. And, yeah. That's when it felt like this is something different. But yeah, uh, we need to get to your number one player, Landon. Uh, let's do that when we get back. All right, just to recap Landon's list so far at number five, we got Stefan Gilmore. At number four, it's Dak Prescott. At number three, CD Lamb. At number two, Micah Parsons. Just want to let you guys know at McCool BCB, uh, oh, left, God. Off, <laughs> left off Tony Pollard, who I actually had on my list. I definitely up. considered him. Definitely considered, but but give it, give me your give me your 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 elevator pitch for Tony Pollard in this list. I mean, the offense kind of fell apart when he wasn't on the field last year. Like he was the guy that gave them this the speed and the explosiveness. Every time he touched the ball, he was a threat to score. Uh, you they used him as a receiver. He was able. To, I thought he got so much better in like the short yardage stuff last year. Um, if we're, again, if we're not talking about value, but just pure players, I kind of think Pollard might be one of the top two or three backs in the NFL right now. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. There's definitely a lot of different ways that you can view uh, his production and 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 say that. And I, I, I that was a lot of the argument that I had in my mind. I was thinking about him at five as well. I, I think there was a cluster of like four or five guys that I uh, well, had at five, honestly. It, it, uh, Tony Pollard, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, yeah. I mean, Terrence Steele, before he got hurt, was having an awesome year, right? Like there's a lot of players that you could put in that conversation. But your player at number one is? It's Tristan Viscano, the kicker Damn. from Washington. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's Zach Martin. Uh, you know, I, I look, I mean, I've always been a huge offensive line fan, obviously, and 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 watching offensive line is is one of my favorite parts of this. Um, he is just like Nate. Nate Ty sometimes refers to Dak Prescott as a machine, as a quarterbacking machine. Honestly, we should reserve that to, for Zach Martin. 
Zach Martin has done what he's done for well over for a decade, you know, and then on top of top of that, it's like such a, of such high quality, like, and it's always been of such high quality. He stepped onto the field his rookie year and he became the best guard in football mm-hmm. game two, maybe <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just been so incredible and so consistently incredible at a position that, doesn't get noticed by the by the the layman you know doesn't get noticed regularly by by you know the average joe who watches football uh, but but his continued dominance and just like incredibly high level floor of play is just absolutely bonkers i mean and 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 really we have a hard time quantifying it because it's a it's it's a position like we said it's hard to quantify guard play right I do think the one stat that kind of plays it out is that he still, if I'm not mistaken, has more all pro uh, years than he does holding calls in his career, or at least it's tied. It's, so I, I got it. I got right here. He's got eight pro bowls and seven holdings. That's ridiculous <laughs> guys. Like that is, that's so far beyond ridiculous. Like, and, and, and that just shows you, the floor of what his technique is like he it's yeah. just so refined that he can do this over and over and over again at such a high level dominating players uh and still do it without cheating or at least yeah. getting caught cheating yeah. let's say that right um i i think that zach martin is one of the most underrated players <laughs> in football i think it's still even now still it's it's hard to kind of like i said it's hard to quantify what he does but you know, every once in a while you get a glimpse at it. It's that's that it's the, yeah. it's him stepping out into tack play offensive tackle without having played it in years and years and years and just shutting down the right side. Like, Oh, oh yeah. You would need me to play tackle real quick. Cool. So that's cool. I'll do that. And then just dominating there and then just stepping right back into being the best right guard in football. Zach Martin, like I said, I would, I think I would petition the league that he should be allowed to play the games with the gold jacket on at the time. I think he sh- he's yeah. that good, um, and I think that he should be and and will be a first ballot Hall of Famer when he's oh, done. Yeah, a um, couple of things really quickly. So again, eight Pro Bowls, six All Pro teams. I know we're still a little bit early in the decade; it's only twenty twenty three. But if we assume Martin plays two to three more years, I think he could be one of three players all time that has been on two all decade teams. He's he was on the all the Hall of Fame all 2010s team. Yeah. And I think he's going to make this year's or this decade's Hall of Fame team as well because there's no garden league that's been better than him for the first 3 years of the decade. I mean, he's unbelievable. And I think he's got a chance to go down as what? I mean, at worst one of the top 5 guards of all time, at worst. Absolutely. Uh and and, and honestly, I think, you know, You'll be arguing with uh, a couple with at least one other Cowboys guard. So, um, yeah, I, I Andre, look. I think. What'd you say, Andre Gerard? Andre <laughs> Gerard. Yeah, uh, that was the John Giesick is who I was talking about. Oh, um, sorry. I, I think, I think you, like I said, it's a position that's hard. It's hard to kind of quantify. It's hard to uh, uh, show uh, folks who, who who don't know what they're necessarily looking at. You know how good he is you'll see the, the random kind of pancake blocks that they'll show and, and that sort of thing. But that's not, that's not what makes Zach Martin great. What makes Zach Martin great is Zach Martin is Zach Martin every single day, uh, every single snap, even in training camp. Uh, he doesn't lose snaps. He doesn't lose in training camp snaps. He takes it incredibly serious. He works incredibly hard. He's an incredibly talented dude, and the Cowboys are very lucky to have him. 
So Zach Martin has played over 9,000 career offensive snaps for the Cowboys. Uh, how many of those do you think have been bad snaps? Like 15, 16? Probably something like that. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. So, uh, yeah, just to recap, Landon's top five pl- players for the Dallas Cowboys. We keep doing this. Uh, oh, God. I, I like this list. I think it's very good. <laughs> okay. Stephon Gilmore at five. Dak Prescott at four. CeeDee Lamb at three. Micah Parsons at two. Zach Martin at one. I think the top three names – um, yeah. I don't think you can argue that it's not one of those top three guys. And I think, I mean, if you want to say that Parsons is the best and Zach Martin's too, I don't think anybody's going to fight you on that. But I think that's pretty clearly the top three guys. And then after that, a little bit of a cluster between Dak and Gilmore and Travon Diggs and Demarcus Lawrence and Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the biggest takeaway is Cowboys have a lot of talent on this yeah. team. So we, we expect this Cowboys team to be very, very good this upcoming season. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Again, tomorrow on the show, we're going to answer your Twitter questions, so please (laughs) send them in. I'm sure nobody's going to be upset with Landon at all. Uh, It's going to be awesome. Uh, Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Or don't. Or don't, guys. Or don't. Or don't don't after today. (laughs) We'll see you guys tomorrow.